Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Zach, it's time to go on an adventure. <gasps> an adventure? Yeah, we've been stuck inside for days. Let's go out. And... Yeah. There's nothing to eat in here. I know. Nothing but toilet. <laughs> nothing but toilet? Not even toilet paper. No, there aren't any. We've just got empty just, toilets. Just toilet. Wow. Yeah, we've gone past eating toilet paper into eating just the toilet itself. The ceramic Yeah, it's the pot. only thing. It tastes weirdly like white chocolate. Uh, don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> um... We need to go on an adventure, but I think it should be a, a different sort of adventure. What are you saying? Should we go swinging through the jungles like like Tarzan? I think we should. I think we should also go jumping over things like Indiana Jones. Or, or uh, ripping off Raiders of the Lost Ark almost completely. And also having a title that kind of makes sense towards the film, but really, probably wasn't a good marketing idea to call it that. It's almost like I have a good review that uh, agrees with you entirely when we get to raving reviews on that section. Hello, and welcome to this Ollie But A Goodie. It's a show where we go on an adventure. Yeah! Uh, Every single week we look at what came out this week back in the year 1984. Uh, It's the end of March. This film came out, end of March in 84. The film we're talking about is Romancing the Stone. Spoilers for everything. And we're all so sorry for everything. Just putting that up top, just in case anything happens. Uh, My name's Sanjaro Zaks here. I am definitely here. I'm ready for this D&D adventure that you've promised me now. What um, did you think? I thought it was great. Okay. And I think people should probably go and watch the film before listening to this podcast. I had a fun time, <laughs> but I don't think there was that much of a plot that we could spoil. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. It's more, yeah, you more watch it for watching it rather than the plot yeah. itself. The advertising campaign... No, not the advertising campaign. Everything about this film that isn't the film doesn't make mm. sense to me. The title is weird. It does work when you watch yeah. the film. But it, it, as far as marketing goes, weird title. Yeah, that is true. It is really weird. Because it references sort of the fact that he's romancing her for the stone. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. It's just a name, I guess. Yeah, it's... It's like Indiana Jones. How is that really... Obviously, it's now their super big brand. Yeah. But before Indiana Jones became a thing, it's just Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, definitely. Same romancing the stone. Also, the poster. We talked about the poster last week. It's just an Indiana Jones poster. Yes. As well. That's okay. I'm okay with that. It's great. Yeah, I I think it draws attention too much to the fact that this is trying to be a little bit Indiana yeah. Jonesy. Yeah, well, yeah, which is a weird angle because obviously it is very similar to Indiana Jones, and it came out afterwards. Yeah, uh, yeah, in between yeah, yeah. one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's obviously so 
I my theory on that is that they had their own poster ideas and other things, but then the big execs are going, oh, mm. this Indiana Jones film is really popular at the moment. Just make it look like that. Yeah, that's almost definitely what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is really annoying because I think it's a good standalone film. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people in the reviews are looking it through Indiana Jones filled goggles yeah and are going huh this is an okay film it's all right like compared to indiana jones it's not really that good no but it's okay by itself and i'm like no you should judge it on its i was gonna slam the table but i have my mic on there and i'm a professional podcaster well um (laughs) (laughs) good joke <laughs> Sorry, I'm hilarious. There was a um, setup and a punchline, unlike most of what happened in Police Academy, and therefore I am on board. Whoop! Shots fired. Um, yeah, I do, do agree. Although saying that the uh, the font they use in the film itself isn't very good and wouldn't look good on a poster. So <laughs> I love the font. I don't know what you're talking about. The it intro was pretty... font. It's like futuristic '90s font for no yeah. reason. It's great. Why is it futuristic? It's ahead of its time in every single. Away. I like how some of the font it matches the shade of some sort of gemstone. Ooh. Ooh, I wonder if that's foreshadowing. Whoa! All right, anyway. uh, there are a few other options for this week, weren't there? Yes, there was a few other options. Uh, we had uh, one of the best titles that I've ever read out or seen in my <laughs> life, which is Greystroke: The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. <laughs> it's so such a good title. Which is what I like to be called in the bedroom. <laughs> Ah, okay. <laughs> Grey Stroke, yeah. though? The Legends of Tarzan. You're just bringing Tarzan into it for no reason. Hey, look. Look, a bit of Tarzan, you know, kinkage. Getting sure. In there. That's, that's a pretty kinky thing, because you've got just, like, the waist cloth and nothing else. That's, that's some good play. We're getting into some details that I don't feel like I need to know. Um, the other other movies that we're moving on to very swiftly yeah. is misunderstood, which is what I am in the no. Um. <laughs> yeah, oh, so edgy. Uh, a young boy struggles with uh, family, friends, and relationships after his mother's death. Mm-hmm. Wow, way to bring up the mood. And Purple Hearts. Yep, which is a war film. Romance in the Stone released March thirtieth in eighty four. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. We've seen one of his films before. That being Forrest Gump from last year. Yeah. He's also, of course, the guy who did Back to the Future, who framed Roger Rabbit, so many others. He's mm. a legend. And this is an interesting film in terms of directing for him, because it's classic him in that it's super accessible. Anyone of any age can watch it and enjoy it. Mm. But I don't think he does the action sequences as well as he could have. Uh, I, I, I was okay with them. I thought it was cool. Like... The action sequences weren't really like the traditional action sequences, which I appreciated. It was more just running away most of the time. Yeah, which is cool. It's funny because he didn't actually perform much of the uh, action. It was mostly her, funnily enough. Although there was at the start where there was a shootout. That is true. Yeah. But apart from that, he kind of followed her most of the film, which was alright. Uh, it is written by Diane Thomas. It was her first ever script. She pitched it directly Ooh. to the actor Michael Douglas, and that's one of the reasons he is the main producer on this film as well, because he really liked the script and he was like, You're going to be one of the biggest writers in the industry. 
Sadly, though, uh, she died in 1985 oh. after a car accident only a couple of weeks before the release of the sequel. Um, wow. When she passed away, she was writing a film for Steven Spielberg, and there were rumours that she was going to do Indiana Jones 3. Wow. But we don't know too much about what that was. Yeah, no, that's really sad, because she could have been really big. Yeah, definitely. Like this, Looking at this film, like, yeah. It's a shame, because... She would have been huge, and yeah, it's very sad. Um, but for the cast, as we mentioned, Michael Douglas, he plays Jack T. Colton. He is the son of Kirk Douglas, who we saw in a film mm. last year. That film was Greedy with Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. It, it, all, really it, it all links up. It all links yeah, yeah, yeah. together. Wow. He is great. very good in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's very funny. And so is Kathleen Turner as Joan Wilder. Mm. We also saw her last year in a film she did in 94. That film was Serial Mum, which was ridiculous, that movie. Serial Mum? Yeah. Top 10, absolutely. <laughs> Such a weird film. She's a great actor. She really is. And she's good in this, uh, especially considering it's a very early role for her. I think it's like a third movie role. Yeah. It was definitely her first lead, I think, from memory. And of course the man we've seen in many, many things, including, like, multiple it's films on the podcast last year. It's your boy! Yeah, Danny... The Daveed Star! The Daveed Star. He makes a Batman reference in this, which is funny, because he was the Penguin. <laughs> hey! It's Danny DeVito! Uh, hey! He was already a pretty big star at this point, so yep. uh, good on him. He's great in everything. I will yes. watch anything DeVito does. Absolutely. Danny DeVito... Gem. Um, you did research and you found something. Yes. So, uh, funnily enough, I I got uh, a little curious because I was I was looking at some of the actors. I looked at the main actor and I was like, oh, cool. They have a they have a feature on Rotten Tomatoes. If you if you look at an actor, um, you can see the most highly rated film that mm. they've been in, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But they also have the opposite end of that where they have their lowest rated film. Now, I think I was looking at the main actor. What's his name? Um, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas. And yeah. I was like, oh, he's got one that's like 7%. Oh, that's pretty bad. Wait a minute. What does Danny DeVito have? <laughs> so I clicked on that bad boy, and he has like a 99% Rotten Tomatoes film. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But on the opposite end, he also has a 0% oh, no. film that he's been in. Yeah, look who's talking now. And it's it, it stars him playing a talking dog. Oh my god, John Travolta's in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a few famous actors in it. Um, what the and... hell is this movie? <laughs> yeah, I know. And it came out a, just a year before uh, uh, 1993. And you so wanted to do 1993 as well. Yeah, that was I a year to you want to do. Yeah, even more incentive. This to is do so, I'm just the saying. finale of the Look Who's Talking trilogy. Yeah, which is a a combination of Make Room for Daddy and Lady and the Tramp. What a combination! Yeah, um, <laughs> apparently they make lots of sexual jokes. Oh, great! So that's good. Well, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes score, the one for this film is pretty high, eighty four percent. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. audience score of 69, though. Uh, same on IMDb, 6.9 out of 10. Um, nice. From what I could tell, the critics were like, yeah, it's a Raiders of the Lost Ark ripoff, but also those two lead characters, very good. So, mm. yeah, I agree. 
I agree 100%, except for the Raiders of the Lost Ark, or just adventure films in general. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Because in many ways, Raiders did ruin any other film trying to do that genre. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's just because it's so good that it gets compared, every film then gets compared to it. Yeah. uh, Which kind of sucks. I can't, I can't think of another good. good adventure film that's come out that isn't Indiana Jones. There definitely are some, but... Oh, I can't think of any film off the top of my head. Like, maybe the two recent Indiana. Jumanji films are technically Yeah, that was, that adventures. was what I thought of. Um, yeah. But they're also, like, video gaming, so they're not yeah. in the style of, like, a 1920s serial like this is. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, it was made on the cheap for about $10 million, which is pretty good. What do you think it made? Ooh. Well, it's got a high score. Did it... Mm. Do I get clues about the reception or not? 84%, so pretty high. Mm. But audiences, not as positive. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say 100 mil. Ooh, you're very close. Just a little higher. 11? 115. 115. Hey, that was a good good shot in the dark there. There Definitely. Yeah. I mean, nice. that's pretty good. That's the first film we've done so far that's cracked 100 million, I think. I guess that means we're getting into the blockbuster season then, already. Ooh, it's crazy. Blockbusters. Yeah. Very keen. Speaking of keen, I'm keen to jump into this film. Hell Ooh. yes. Transition. Let's talk about it. The opening is probably my favourite moment in the film. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I, really, I did not see it coming. Uh, first off, we talked about that font. Yeah, the font. We should touch on the font. Nice font. It's very, very 80s. Very nice. It is very um, 80s. It's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And then it, it moved past that onto a, a Western sort of environment mm. where uh, a lady is being attacked by the bandit... Uh, Grogan. Uh, Grogan. Yeah, Grogan. Yeah, Grogan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there, there's uh, narration throughout this explaining what happens. Like, Grogan killed all her family, raped her sister, and other things. But way worse than that, stole her Bible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got, um, I really liked that whole thing. But also, just before that, he's like, there's two ways that you can die. It's like... Through the tongue of a snake, I think. I can kill you as quick as the snake or as slow as, like, molasses in January. And then there's a voiceover that says, but it was October. Yes. (laughs) And then he's like, I'll kill you if it's the 4th of July. Like, they just just name random months. (laughs) Start start naming months. All right. It's brilliant. It's just so... It's great writing just from Mm. the get-go. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's top-notch. I was very confused. Uh, but then she pulls uh, the classic sexy lady stripping, but she actually has a knife Yeah. Uh, in uh, on her leg. And so she flicks it, kills the man, and then she, she runs out, mm. catches up with the hero, Jesse. Yeah, and they live happily ev- yep, ever after. Ever after. And that's the end of the film. That is Romance in the Stone. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote down here, why is it still narrating? (laughs) 
Uh, but and then uh, and then next thing I write, oh, it's the story. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yep, yeah. Because so, it explains why it's narrating throughout this. Yeah, because Kathleen Turner is finishing off a novel, and this is the end of that novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, typing it down, which made sense. I great. love I love how emotional she is. Yes, she's <laughs> yes. just crying. She's pouring with tears at her own story that she made, which is it's great. It's great. It's really good. Uh, then we get the most relevant scene. Like, we've been talking about how... Uh, mm. everything that's come out in 1984 has been a different time, right? Yeah. It's been a different time. Yes, well. This film, yes, there are moments of it that do feel like they are from a different time. However, Kathleen yep. Turner gets up from her typewriter, goes to the toilet, and there is no toilet paper. This is the current time. Yeah. This oh, is the current time. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Very relevant to today. Incredibly relevant. I It blew my mind. Yep. This film's ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. It's ahead well, of yeah, its time. The joke time. is that she hasn't uh, refilled any paper, yep. so she can't find anywhere to blow her nose. Like, she hasn't got uh, toilet paper, she hasn't got tissues, she hasn't got, uh, like, paper towels. She's got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's forgotten to buy more. Yeah. Um, because she's a complete mess. Yes, yes, she's a complete mess. But also an award-winning writer, and it tells you something about because the world. that's that's the only thing award-winning writers can be. They can't be like normal human beings. No. They've got to be complete messes who only live with cats. <laughs> Complete messes who only live with cats or potential serial killers in a Stephen King book. That's all Mm. writers can be. That's the two things writers can be. The cat's name's Romeo, by the way, guys. It's very important that you know that. It is important Um, because she opens a tuna thing for it and, like, soft jazz plays. Yes. (laughs) She's getting Um, the cat's food ready. There's a lot of candles as well. Yeah. There's just a lot of them. Anyway, she gets drunk. Yep. But then she she wakes up tomorrow and she's late. Whoa. Oh, she's late to see her publisher. She gets a she gets a phone call to wake her up, and I only got this kind of afterwards, but this phone call is actually rather important. It Funny. is yeah, it is to a point. Um yeah, yeah. we'll get into it later, but yeah. Um so she's of course she's late. She's late, so she has to... She has to quickly, like, grab her books and get dressed and yeah. run out quickly. But as she's uh, running down the stairs, she passes by her elderly neighbour who's going up the stairs with her bag and she's like, oh, i got to help you out. Yeah, and the elderly neighbour's like, um, I would take the elevator, but, you know, rapists... <laughs> Yeah. No! No, I don't know the rapists. What? <laughs> Quote, unquote, you know, I never get into the elevator alone. You know, rapists. It's <laughs> a great what? line. No! No, I don't know. What? Because the way that she delivers it is yes. so ridiculous. It's very casual. You know, rapists. What? <laughs> Although, to be fair, as soon as this scene is over, a gloved man does break into... Um, yes, but he okay. uses the stairs, if I remember. He does use the stairs, that's correct. He doesn't use the elevator, so you're you're in more danger if you take the stairs. The guy breaks into her apartment, and we don't really know what happens until, like, half an hour later, but that yeah, is a yeah, thing yeah. So we see happens. this guy, so obviously he 
called up yes. to check if she was there, and she was, but by calling her up, it made her realize the time and she left. Mm-hmm. So by calling her up, it made her not there, even though that's what he was doing to check that she was there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it all... There's so many coincidences in this film, you Quinky won't believe angels. it. Yeah. Anyway, she also got a, a package, by the way. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, the, the old lady was holding this package for her. It's an important package. We'll get to it later. Um, um, meanwhile, there is uh, this lady called Elena, which is uh, Kathleen Turner's sister. She is um, getting in her car, and then a kid just comes up and knocks her out and steals the car. Yep. That was uh, <laughs> unexpected. It was pretty good. Honestly, I liked it. It was a weird scene. This kid comes back again at one point. It's very weird. I don't know what's happening. I'm not sure. All that I do know is that Danny DeVito has got bloody something to do with this. I'll tell you what. He's yeah, there. He's yeah, looking. Like Danny DeVito. Hey, I'm not liking this kidnapping business. I get a bad feeling about this. I feel like I'm going to get punched up and beat up by some police dudes and then uh, you're going to... Someone's going to get eaten by crocodiles. I get That's a right. real bad feeling about this. I also got a feeling that someone might just be romancing a stone. Nah, nah, that's ridiculous. No one's going to be banging a stone. Shut up, Danny DeVito. You don't know what you're doing. That's a bad title of a film. It is a weird title for a film. Oh, yeah. I got a good quote, sorry, from that Danny DeVito scene. Oh, he's yeah? talking to this other guy. It was, uh... That he's talking about, like, uh, don't worry, you're not going to get hurt. We're the same person. We have the same blood. That makes us the same person. We're the same person. Would I hurt me? I wouldn't hurt me. That was so, a yeah, good sorry. line. That was a good line. I did enjoy yeah. that. Their dynamic, the, um, Danny DeVito and, like, his mob friend, is really good, and they don't do much with it. Yeah, it's a shame. I liked the other guy. Who was the other guy? The actor hasn't done much, and, you know. Oh, there you go. Anyway, I really liked this next moment though, because Joan returns back to her home. Um, we already know that the masked man's been in there, so we're expecting maybe him to yep. jump out at some point. And the music kind of suggests, "Ooh, something's coming up. Something's going to jump out." Yep. Um, but it's the cat. They do a cat jump scare. <laughs> Aha! The classic cat jump scare. I love a good cat jump scare in a non-horror yep. film because it's very funny. <laughs> yes. It's like the class... Yeah, it's a very a horror film thing to do. Yes. It was. That's Except funny. it sucks in a horror film, but it's funny yes. in an adventure film. Yes. Quite. And I'm not sure why I feel that way, but I do. Probably because you saw, like, seven, um... Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare films. Nightmare on Elm Street films. <laughs> that's true. I think they all do have at least one animal jump scare. Ah, oh, that's awful. Although anyway. there is that one where that dog pisses fire. Check out our Halloween <laughs> special for more information on that, because it was amazing. Yes. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Just leave it at that. Uh, so we get a bunch of exposition about exactly who her sister is, the one that has been kidnapped. Her name is Elaine. Um, yep. And she calls up her sister Joan, and is like, Hey, uh, I've gone and gotten myself kidnapped. I might I might need some help. Uh, you see... Um, did you get did you get any mail today? Hopefully you got mail, right? You got mail. Because mm. in that mail is a treasure map that has been sent to you, and I and I want you to to give it to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Colombia. I'm gonna head to mm. Colombia. You meet me in Colombia. Give me that treasure map. Also, my husband's been murdered. That's a plot point. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just meet Don't me in Colombia. Don't worry about it. I'm totally not kidnapped and have a gun to my head at the moment. Just come meet me in Colombia and help. And that's the plot of the film. That's, yeah. that's the point. And then she's like, whoa, my 
my sister's being kidnapped. Oh, no. I gotta go. And then the publisher's like, but you're an idiot. You can't do crap. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, her publisher, editor, manager, what, whatever she is. She's pretty funny in all of She's, this. Yeah, no, but it's not wrong. No. Um, Why would you go to Colombia with a treasure map that was sent to you? She goes to Colombia. She doesn't bring an umbrella, which annoys me. That's a thing they touch on later on in the film, but she should have brought an umbrella, surely. She, she doesn't bring flat shoes either. Yes. <laughs> I like... It's it's a... It's a trope. Yeah. Sort of dummy move. It's there now. for the... Yeah. Obviously it wasn't then, but that thoroughly annoyed me. At least bring an umbrella... Mm. Good lord. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she gets to Colombia and she's like looking for the bus to take her into this town, which is where she's meant to go. Uh, mm. But she gets on the wrong bus and Danny DeVito is there watching for her to make sure that she gets on the right bus. He sees that she's on the wrong bus and he freaks out. He's, He's like, like, oh, what is going on? She's got on the wrong bus. Ah, what are you doing, you stupid lady? But she's not on the bus for long because the bus crashes. Yep. And there's this and there's this creepy mustache man on the bus and he's mm. telling her to be like, hey, it's okay. Just wait here where the bus crashed. Another bus will be here any moment. But we know for a fact that this this man... He's a bad man. Yep. Because he's the guy who trashed a place. He's a bad man, and his name is Zolo, which is a cool name. Zolo is a pretty cool name. Is that the coolest name out of any film we've done this year? I mean, Hightower is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think they're both good names. I think they are, yeah. I'm no, I'm no one to judge names, but they're pretty solid. Zolo Hightower, though, is your full name. Ooh. That's a D&D character right there. Zolo, yeah, 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 that's, 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 if someone introduces themselves as Zolo Hightower, you know that they've got a backstory that's like <laughs> five pages long. Yeah. Anyway, he attempts to rob her. Yes. He's like, hey, give me that map. Where's the map? I want to go Dora the Explorer. Where's that map at? <laughs> give me the map. Uh, he's trying to threaten her, but then a mysterious man comes along. Uh, they they have a bit of a shootout because the bad guy shoots first and then he's like, no, nah, frick you. And he pulls out his gun and they shoot at each other. Bad mm. guy runs away. He comes over and is like, oh man, my car, my birds. Oh no, they're begun. Yeah, Michael Douglas is a bird salesman. I just want to touch on the, 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 the gunfight. Mm. They're constantly shooting at each other and missing at each other, which means the bullets are going right into the van. Yet yep. we are the only time that the bullets impact the van is the windows. Mm. There are no bullet holes anywhere. Uh huh. And I don't know why it annoyed me. <laughs> and that's why I think the action in this film is the attention to detail is not there at all. Oh, They're no, just trying but... to make a fun, yeah. short adrenaline rush it works for the 80s what? but i think i just wanted something more I, I noticed other things like uh some of the some of the effects when i mean when they shoot later on it just makes pew pew noises which is funny but that's the classic bullet noises of the 80s yeah but also when they're driving a car and they crash into a river the car starts floating down but it's a transition scene so 
in the first scene where the car crashes into the river, it's clearly stationary and not moving. Oh, great. Yeah. And in the next scene, it starts... It's floating down the river. <laughs> I know what scene you're talking yeah. about. I didn't notice that, but that is pretty funny. <laughs> I noticed I noticed that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't notice the bullet hole thing. Mm. Basically, the action scenes in this film are the bare minimum that you can do <laughs> for an action mm. scene. However, it was made on a $10 million budget. I didn't know that when I watched it. Now that I know that, I'm going to give it a little bit more slack than I did. But yeah, the action, considering that it's Robert Zemeckis as well, I just I just wanted something a bit more. Uh, she's like, hey, you going to help me? And he's like, no, lol. I got to mm. go get my job back. I just lost all my money. And she's like, I'll pay you. And he's like, no. And she's like, I'll pay you a lot. And then he's like, mm, maybe. And then he's like, how much? And she's like, $50. And he's like, that's not he's a like, lot. What are you talking about? What? 50 bucks? <laughs> Which still holds up today. That's not a lot. Yeah. Um, it goes to I- show that she just lives in her own world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then she's like, nah, $200. And he's like, all right. So yeah. they go off in the jungle. Yes, um, meanwhile, Danny DeVito is driving his car. He's trying to find where Joan's gone. Yep. He drives past the van and stuff because they've walked off, and Zolo is there and is just like, hey, can I get a lift? And so, because we now realise that Zolo is a police officer, a somewhat corrupt police officer, uh, and that Danny DeVito is very much wanted in Colombia... DeVito has to cover up his face in this awkward way whenever Zolo's looking at him. No, no, Americano. Yeah, but also pretend to not speak English. And the guy's like, have you seen Americans? And Danny DeVito's like, oh, Americano, I spit on them. No, Americano. No, no, Americano. I spit on Americano. It's very good. It's a it's very, very good, good scene, yeah. It's funny, because he then, like, drives this cop back to the police station where there's, like, tanks mm. and, like, military police. And is like, in the middle of their encampment, calling up his friend while there's posters of him in this encampment. Yeah. I like how um he's got to try and rip one of the posters off and he just falls <laughs> just falls off a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good it's... stuff. It's classic DeVito humour and we're both here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of classic DeVito humour, th- there is a bit of physical comedy uh, in this next scene. As you mentioned, it's raining and Joan is like, oops, I forgot to bring anything useful. Yeah, uh, which annoyed me. Like an umbrella. Like I understand you you don't you don't bring your shoes. Haha, whoops. Yeah, you brought inappropriate shoes, mm. but now you just you didn't bring an umbrella? Uh, really? Yeah. And so he's like, Alright, I'll carry a suitcase so that you don't have to carry a suitcase because I'm a gentleman and then he tosses the suitcase into the jungle. How dare you? And she stamps her feet on the ground and of course when she does that, there's a mudslide. There's a mudslide. And he's like, oh man. And then he gets swept up. The mudslide's pretty good. It's a good mudslide. Out of all the mudslides I've seen in a film, this is probably the best mudslide sequence. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what I mean? Like most mudslide sequences are very... Like the joke is that it's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not well, the joke here. Yeah, yeah. I guess I see what you mean, but yeah. um, it's a good mudslide. 
I like how he's really enjoying it, and she's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, there's not much to say about this scene, but for some reason it's an iconic scene. So we have oh, to it? talk about it for at least a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a mud sli- It's a mudslide. They slide down in the mud. Yep. Whoa. That's the scene. That's the famous scene this film is known for. <laughs> really? I, I don't see... It wasn't a bad scene. Mm. It wasn't great. This is... The whole point of Joan's sister Elaine having her husband killed, it's mm. an interesting story, because we then find out that Zolo is the one that killed the husband. Yeah, And then that's just the end of that story arc. <laughs> well, yeah, that ma- I mean, it makes sense. That's what I thought. Like... When you see him entering the house, and he kills, like, a janitor on the way in. Yeah. I was like, yep, no, that makes sense. It makes sense, but it's also, like, they should have brought it back at the end. They don't. It's just like, oh, okay, he killed her husband. I I guess they keep referencing it, which is like, why do you keep referencing it? Yes, we get it. This guy's dead already. (laughs) It's just Shut up and continue the film. It's a little weird that they keep bringing up the dead husband and then nothing comes of it. I mean, it's kind of important. (laughs) It was her husband. Yeah. He's now dead. We don't see a picture of him, though, so I don't care. So they continue their way through the jungle. They come across a spooky skeleton sticking out of a spooky cargo plane. They get into the cargo plane. It's revealed that it's not just a normal cargo plane. It's a marijuana cargo plane. Yeah, it's a drug runner's plane. And it just so happens to have marijuana in it. Michael Douglas is like, hey, do you smoke? And her response is, yeah, well, I did go to college. (laughs) Yeah, I went to college after all. So, you know... Uh, so he puts some weed into the campfire and they just get high. Yeah, I love I love that, that he just, he's like, gotta make a campfire. Well, gotta use what's around. So he just makes a campfire of that dank, dank kush. Yep. And then we get, yeah, some exposition for him. We find out his name, which is Jack, and that his dream is to get a boat and sail the ocean. But then he sees the map uh, that she's carrying she's carrying and he's like oh this leads to treasure i'm gonna plan to to be a sneaky boy well like later on does he he tries to find a, a photocopier or something yeah i think it? he does photocopy the map but yes nothing, but nothing comes, comes of that, comes other of that. Other yeah copy which is weird i thought that was weird i think maybe this film underwent editing and they cut mm. out a lot of stuff, but then forgot to cut out the things that set up the things that they cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things that don't really lead anywhere. Um, it's not... It doesn't take you out of the film, but it's there, and you got to kind of address it. Um, I do like this next sequence, though, because they arrive in a town. Not the town that they want to go to, but just a town, and they need to get a, um, a car in that town. So they ask uh, the locals, who are all... Uh, drug runners, drug dealers, drug growers. Mm. They ask them, hey, where can I get a car? And they tell them to go to the big, like, head honcho in the region, go to his house, ask him for a car. He's got the only car in in this town. And so they get to the guy's house, and the guy's like, oh, who are you asking me for things? I'm going to point my gun at you. Yeah, so he... I love it, because he's like, all right, famous writer lady... What? How are you gonna write us out of this one? And he's like, "Oh wait, you're this famous writer. Oh my goodness, I read all your books." And everyone else in the town reads her books as well. A classic <laughs> Deus Ex Machina. It's a good sequence. I was hoping that they would do this joke, and they did this joke. So good on them. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And then, and then it turns out that 
that uh, the guy has a jeep, and so uh, Zolo shows up at the guy's house, and we get this massive chase sequence, which was really fun. Oh yeah, this is a great chase scene. What did you think? What do you think of this chase scene? I really liked this chase scene. I mean, it starts off with the quote, um, "I couldn't run over my favorite pig." Because he has to stop in the middle of the road because there's a pig there. And from that moment, I was so on board with this chase sequence. Absolutely. There's another point where, like, they're driving through the town and he's like, Ah, you see that place? That's where my mum was born. Over there, that tree? must My brother planted that tree. <laughs> so they're getting the tour while on this high-speed chase. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're on this, uh, this chase and... Um... They're, they're driving along and they're, they're getting close to this river. And so, because he's giving them his toys, like, ah, and here coming up is this river that we're going to get near to. Uh, once we get on that river, you know, it'll be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, though, this is the famous river. It's famous for not having any bridges or whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, when they, they get there, he has a, a secret little ramp. Yes, yes. So it, it puts down this uh, ramp, and then once the ramp's down, he, like, jumps over it, but then puts it back up again, so the next car that comes behind sort of smashes into the back. Mm. It's good. I it really is like good. This scene. Yeah, yeah, it's a good sequence. Uh, they escape, and they go to this, like, night festival thing in this uh, secondary town, this other town that they head to, and in the town... Danny De- DeVito, he's also there, and he's like, oh, I lost him, it's all, nothing going to plan, oh, it's all awful. He turns around and sees them getting out of the car, and he's like, actually, never mind, it's all going to plan, everything's great, I'm going to hang up now. Classic DeVito. Classic DeVito. He's sneaking around, he's trying to get the map, but mm. through a very long sequence of events, he can't, and instead gets beaten up by a Spanish mum, which I thought was very funny. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, they're they're having a romantic time. A romantic time. There's a lot of just side nudity in this for a PG film. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, uh, they they you know, she pays him, and then he's like, "All right, well, the least I can do is ask you out for dinner." There's romance, and yep. then they bang. And then he's like, um, "Now I'm gonna take you on that boat that I was talking about. Not just me anymore. Now it's us. It's you and me. We're thing. I'm also trying to steal your map." <laughs> Yeah, he was also planning to steal the map, but then she's like, we should go after that diamond, and he's like, yes. Yep. Uh, and then he puts the map back in her bag. Yeah. And so, now they're both going after the diamond. He is no longer trying to romance the stone. He is yes. instead romancing her, and they will both romance the stone. He's trying to get that romance bone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun stuff. All yeah. round. Then Zolo rocks up and they're like, whoops, we gotta get out of this motel. So they jump into a car and it's the car that DeVito's in. Because <laughs> yeah, he's just sleeping, in, the sleeping car. in and they steal the car. They chuck the luggage on top of him. It's a classic goofy roof. Classic, classic stuff. And they drive out to the shrine, which is yep. where it's meant to be. And there's also a waterfall. They've got to go into the waterfall. It's a cave. I like, and I the, like the sequence of following the map for a bit. I it's thought good. it was well done. Yeah, it's a cool map. Because she has to like fold it correctly, and they see that a picture of a woman mm. with long hair is actually like a clue for a waterfall. If you mm. fold it, the hair joins together to make the waterfall shape. Yep, yep, yep. Clever. I like that. It. I liked how they had to do a bit of digging. They find mm. this statue, then got to smash it open to get the yeah, get yeah, the, yeah. Gem. the statue's just like a bunny, <laughs> just yeah. like a crappy bunny. 
Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh man, someone already got here. And then she's like, wait a minute, in one of my books. And I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I loved it. Dumb. Sorry. Uh, and then DeVito shows up and is like, I'm taking that gem. It's mine. Yep. Then just a, just a bunch of stuff. So much stuff happens in the space of like five minutes because not only does Zolo rock up and is like, DeVito, give me that gem. A bunch of other like secondary cops that aren't commanded by Zolo and they're on horses. They also rock up. Oh yeah. It's just madness. For no reason whatsoever. It's like... Mountaineers or something? Something like that. Makes sense. It's there to cause some sort of distraction so everyone can can get away. Douglas and Joan, they get into the car and they drive into the river. Then the car goes off the waterfall. They jump out of the car and then they're both stuck on different sides of the river and like, oh no, we can't meet up. What are we going to do? We'll just meet at the hotel. But you're just going to go sell the diamond, you big cheatsy doodle. And he's like... Nah, I won't. Or maybe I will. I don't know. I'm sure the film goers won't guess that I'll still have the diamond for the end scene. Yeah. We we cut to her at the hotel, waiting for him. But he doesn't show up. And yep. then he, she has to go meet with the bad guys. She gets in the water taxi. Goes over the river lake thing. That's right. To this weird castle that has crocodiles in it. It has <laughs> yep. crocodiles, guys. They're it's important. A, it's a crocodile seen castle. Them like five times the movie so far. I think the crocodiles are put there by DeVito's Yeah, yeah, no no no. Brother, like, right? This is the this is the Danny DeVito's partner, yeah. Like this yeah. is his place. He has these crocodiles. We see them in the first scene. That's right. They're great. I like the fake out where he's like, uh, give me the map and so she gives him the map, but we're like, Oh, is that the photocopied map? Mm. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, is this the fake map? Yeah, yeah, and then they do a fake out where he's like, hmm, this map that I'm holding looks like the right one. You're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. He famously says, look at those snappers <laughs> about those crocodiles. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that quote written down. That's a good so one yes, it is him. In the meantime, I think Zolo's captured both DeVito and Jack, so that's cool. They all yeah, rock yeah. up. It, so while, just after that, like the police just surround them. Mm. And he's like, oh no, they followed you here, you dumbo. Uh, and yeah, the police are there. The police want the stone, and then she's saying, "No, nah, I didn't. I didn't I find it." I don't know what you're talking about. And so he brings her over to the crocodiles. Yeah, he's about to throw her down to the pit. Good old, uh, what's his face? He's like, "Nah, don't worry, I got the gem." Yep, it's in my pants. It's in my pants. Because at some point he gets punched in the nuts. Yeah, so they're like, "Where's the gem then?" And he's like, "I don't know. It's in a safe place." It's in a very safe place, and they're like, ah, beat him. So he, one of the goons, like, slams him in the nuts with the rifle, but it makes a dink sound. <laughs> Which was a good joke. It was funny. I loved it. Um, and then yeah. he's like, ooh, I didn't hey. actually hurt that much. And then he does a bit of a shimmy. I think it would, though. It would hurt more. Oh, yeah, no. That would absolutely <laughs> hurt so much. It's because they're like, ah, the diamond was in the way. Yeah, but that just means the diamond slammed into his nads. Yeah, which is some quite a bit harder than the... the yeah, yeah, like sharper just... than a rifle butt. <laughs> He's probably bleeding down there. Yeah, ow. Anyway, uh, he shimmies out the diamond onto his foot and then throws it at the guy. 
the guy has to go long and he sort of catches it, but he catches it over the crocodile pit. And the crocodile jumps up and bites his arm off. (laughs) The effect for this was amazing. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see this, like, fake hand being ripped off and there's so much blood (laughs) now pouring out of this guy's arm. It's just... It just turns into a slasher. It's just... There's so much... Yeah, like, it's classic 80s blood effects. It's this... The stub of an arm is pouring out liters of blood. Yeah, yeah. By the and, second, and he's just doing like a Hollywood ah! scream. He's like, ah, like that's not the the right that scream and that amount of blood don't add up. But whatever, it's still fun to watch. I like it. It was really good. Uh, and then a fight breaks out. Yep. All the cops are fighting the the like bad other bad guys. They're having this, a shootout. This is the fight that I didn't like. I didn't like this fight. Oh, really? I thought it was a little bit. I thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I um, thought I thought it was all right. And so she grabs the dude's knife and quickly runs off. But he runs after her, and then they sort of fight on a balcony. Meanwhile, Jax uh, goes after the crocodile that ate the arm to try and get the gem. We're left with a sequence where Jack either has to uh, mm. save her or save the stone. He chooses the gem, obviously. He's like, nah, stuff her. I'm getting rich. Yeah. And then she dies, and that's and the end of the, the movie. The end of the film, and the sequel is very dark. Which, um, is, yeah, yeah, which is understandable as why you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. no, he saves her, and... Well, she, he doesn't really, well, though. He doesn't which I guess is why you don't her. like it. He, like, abandons the gem, which is good. It's like the classic, like, good guy has to abandon the money to save his companion. But he doesn't really. He just ends up coming in <laughs> at the last minute to not do anything. Yeah, he doesn't I, do anything. Also, he jumps into this wall, which doesn't look like it's possible to climb up. But I do like the visuals, which is just him obviously lying down, crawling oh, up a right, wall. Yeah. yeah, look... Definitely special effects wives. This movie was weak, but it only had a limited budget, and I yeah. thought it did well for it. Yeah, I definitely think he should have done something at the end scene there. That was a little disappointing. I I do agree. Although I do like that Joan gets in the moment, like she lights Zolo on fire, she pushes him into the crock pit. Like it's her because yeah, this yeah. is her story. This isn't Jack's story. I thought so, it was good. Yeah, I thought maybe he could have done a thing where he like I don't know fights off some other dudes or something. Yep. He, he, he could have done something there at the end. It just felt lackluster. Yeah, I mm. agree. We never really see that he is that good at combat during the film, though. Oh, he shoots at people. That's about it, though. He's just there to look good, I think. Yeah. So, Danny DeVito's brother, he escapes onto his boat, yep. leaves DeVito stranded at this castle thing. Yeah, they have the greatest conversation where he's stuck on the other side and DeVito's like, hey, what do you do with the boat? And he's like, I'm taking the boat. And he's like, you got to bring it back for me? He's like, yeah, I'll send it back for me. When are you going to send it back? I'll send it back soon. When is soon? <laughs> it's soon, okay? They just it keep going back and forth. It was so good. It was great. Uh, and then I guess his brother gets arrested by the cops because yep. DeVito's like, watch out, there's cops. And then we never see DeVito ever again. I don't know what happened. That's all. all right. Uh, I think it's like he gets arrested. I guess pretty much the answer there. Which is why I do kind of think that because Devito was a big deal at this point. I think he's perhaps yeah. the biggest actor in this movie. Like Michael That's Douglas fair. was popular, but not popular for like blockbusters. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. 
and yeah, I think they might have cut something there. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Maybe there's like a scene where he's in jail and his brother comes to see him and there's like mm. a back and forth. Because DeVito is in the sequel, so mm. something happens, but yeah, who well, knows? maybe it's explained in the sequel. Yeah, so, who yeah. knows? Joan is like, hey Jack, come, come to... She lives in New York, right? It's the 80s, everyone lives in New York. Yep. She's like, come to New York... And he's like, no, I'm going to dive off into the ocean and get that stone. And then we cut to her back in New York, back at home. The editor is reading her brand new book, which she very quickly rushed out. And it's the adventure we just saw, except he didn't go away. He stayed. It's got a happier ending. She's like, I like the ending where they live happily ever after. And she's like, yeah, me too, single tear. Exactly. I wish my boyfriend would show up so we could live happily ever after single tear. So she goes outside and he's there with a boat and the film ends. Yep. <laughs> a boat on in the middle of the street, by the way. It's yeah. like on a trailer and stuff. It's kind of great. Nah, but it's great because as she's climbing up, we see him with like crocodile boots. Which is good. It's and he's good. like... Yeah, that crocodile choked to death on the diamond, <laughs> which was great. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's the Yeah, thing. I definitely feel like the end was a bit long. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't mind just, it Just because it could have been better, I feel. I feel like it could have been better. For me, the performances are great. I really like the performances. It's a funny movie. It's a oh, fun, yeah. it's a fun movie. The action didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it didn't do it for you? No, not really. I was fine with the action. I thought it was alright. Yeah, it's still fun, though. I'll watch this again. It's a bit of a TV movie. It's kind of like True Lies. I'll watch it if it's on. It's a really good TV movie. Absolutely. Um, It's definitely a goodie for me. It's not, like, my favourite thing. It's like a a solid 3 out of 5. Yeah, definitely. Nearing a 3.5, I think. Yeah, it's a goodie for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! Two goodies. For yeah. romancing the stone, but yeah. an oldie to the title. Yeah! Uh, we yeah. do have to pitch our own sequel, but first, there is an actual sequel for this movie. Mm. Uh, they rushed it out, they did the classic 80s thing, and they rushed it out the year after. came out December of 1985. It's called The Jewel of the Nile. Oh, yeah. Um, the entire cast returned with Michael Douglas producing again, but the r- director and writer did not come back for this Oof. movie. They put the budget up by quite a bit, $25 million budget for this one. Yep. And made just under $100 million, so still made a profit, but not as much okay. of a profit as they probably wanted. It's got 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 37. A lot of people were like, everything that this film tries to do was done better in the first one, so it's a typical, right, yeah. it's a typical 80s sequel. Unfortunately. I might watch it. I don't know. Yeah. I'll take a hard pass. It's kind of like the Mummy sequels. It's it's like I like these characters, but mm. we don't need a sequel. But I yeah, I'd watch another adventure with these people. <laughs> That's true. yeah, I might watch it. I might watch yeah. it. Yeah, and there has been talk about a third one for like thirty years, and it's never happened. So right, yeah. So probably one day can. maybe, but also Michael Douglas looks very old now, and I don't think he could yeah. say. And yeah. without him, exactly. What is the sequel that you want, though, Zach? So. My sequel idea. We 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 cut open to the the jail mm. where Danny DeVito is. Uh, he's currently uh, lifting some comically large weights. Ah, oh, perfect. Love it. Um, the classic DeVito. He's yeah. flexing on these boys. Off to a good start. 
and then it zooms out a bit and you see there's like another way bigger guy just helping with these comically big weights yeah it it cuts over to a, it like a guard comes over and he's like hey someone's here to see you uh, you know, Danny DeVito goes out, and it's uh, it's his mate. You yeah. know, okay. he's finally come to rescue him out. He tells him, "Hey, I found this new thing," and DeVito's like, "No, I'm done with this business. I'm done with this life. Mm. Come on, just one more gig, just one more gig." And so the rest of the film is a Danny DeVito and this one character guy that we don't know, and it's just them two. It's just them. Going okay. off, there's more croc boots. Everyone has croc boots. <laughs> because that was a great gag. Um, and that old lady comes back to say something very dated again. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. And it's it's a solid 20%. Nice. I want to do a film where it's just Michael Douglas trying to find a crocodile that has the stone. <laughs> yes! Oh, that's a good sequel. The oh. thing with that croc is there's nothing that distinguishes it from any of the other crocodiles. And there's a lot of crocodiles, mm. so it's just Michael yeah. Douglas killing a bunch of crocodiles. If he's hunting crocodiles, but the way he eventually finds the crocodile is it just dies because it's like it has this gem stuck in it. Yeah. So the way the movie ends is like this one random one, like it, it gets captured by a zoo or something. Mm. And he happens to be looking at the newspaper and they're like, a local zoo crocodile dies because it, it like couldn't digest things because of some random rock. And yeah. he's like, <gasps> and so he actually oh, goes go. out and digs up a croc grave or something. Yeah, exactly. And also because as we see in the film, he's not particularly great at, oh, you know, like hunting. Yeah. And that sort of stuff. So, and that's where Danny DeVito comes in, exactly. Because he also knows that the croc has the gem in it, so, so they, he gets out of jail and he has to look for the gem. And in the they crocodile. all they all do it together. So, so they uh, have to race around and find these crocodiles yep. and like perform surgery on them. Or and something. it's called romancing the croc. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Anyway, yes, it is time for. Everyone's favorite segment. Raving Croc Boots. Oh, it's the part of yeah. Weren't expecting that one. It's the part of the show where I get reviews from this movie from Rotten Tomatoes from the audience, not the stupid critics because they don't know what they're talking about. The audience, they know what they're talking about, and I tell Sandro. What the review says, he guesses the stars out of five, yep. 0.5 being the lowest. Yep. Here we go. Let's do it. We've got Dusty. All right. Dusty says, 68 on my tomato meter. Um, that's <laughs> uh, 3.5 then, isn't it? 3.5? Is that your final answer? 75 would be four. Yep. Uh, 50 is three. What's in the middle? 3.5. No, nah, it's 3.5. I'm just trying to steer you away from it. No, no, no. You are right. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. I was just trying to throw you off. All right. Very good. Yes. So Dusty, classic. We got to start with a percentage, some Love sort of numbers. Mm-hmm. Then Nathaniel, he says, what a great movie! Explanation mark, explanation mark, explanation mark. And that's it. All right. Uh, yep. That is a five out of five review. Nope. It's a four out of five. <laughs> what? Okay. <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's not the best movie. It's just a great movie. Yep. And then we have Tim. 
you can't really make up some of these reviews that you find out. Sometimes you just find reviews yeah. that make you laugh out loud. This was one of them. Tim says, I was romancing the idea that thankfully this film would be over in 90 minutes and I could go have a good pee. <laughs> so what okay there's so much to unpack here because did this person watch it in the theater and then couldn't like leave or i don't know i was romancing the idea of thankfully this film would be over in 90 minutes and i could have a good pee because you could know that you could just pause it right and yeah. go pee. no but this was in 2010 that he came out with this review so he's clearly watching this film on a dvd or something yeah i don't know of any old-fashioned theaters that are playing this film yeah like, no 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 like... absolutely not or maybe he was watching it on TV. Oh, that. or then there's ad breaks. You can go pee in an ad break. Yeah, go pee in an ad break. Unless it's cable, uh, in which you can't. But he really wants this pee. It's a good pee. That's what and he says. A lot of people are like, I'm at a theatre, I'm not going to go to the toilet. If mm. it's distracting you and making you not enjoy the movie that you paid money to watch, just go to the toilet. Just yeah, go. Why did, you drink, why did you drink so much beforehand, idiot? That as well. Just don't. If you're going to go see a movie, don't eat or drink three hours before. That's the car. It's, it's like going to the doctors. You idiot. Ugh. These casual cinema goers. Casual. Yeah, take that, Tim, you Ugh. casual. All right, next review. <laughs> no, you got to guess. Ah, uh, two. <laughs> no, 0. 0.5. Okay. You really didn't like the film. You really hated it. You wanted it. that pee. But the pee you're gets fine. a five out of five. <laughs> all right, all right. Then we have uh, Carol. Carol says, back in the day, favourite! All caps. I'm just going to say 5 out of 5. Yeah, because it probably isn't. It's 3 out of 5, actually. It's back in the day, favourite. Come on, Sandro. The... <laughs> Alright. It just said back in the day, favourite. It's a bad review. I don't, know. I don't like that review. I'm going to cancel uh, that You'll like Justin's review, though. Alright. Uh, Justin says, if Douglas would have had sex with the stone, the movie would have made more sense. That is the Brazzers uh, parody. Oh, yeah. Romancing the stone, where the stone is just a rock and he bangs the rock? (laughs) Question mark. Yeah. I would not watch that movie. Um, But that sounds like a one out of five review. That's a 0.5 oh, once again. damn. Ooh, All right. Close, close. All right. People really hate this movie. That's raving reviews. Uh, I got one right. I got to mix these up on the uh, review yeah. things. Because you, you're always getting the numbers now. Yeah. So I got to change them up a bit, I feel. You are. You're playing tricks. And quite frankly, I do not care for it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, whatever. It's your segment. Do whatever you want. Let's do my segment, which is, hey, if you like the podcast, <laughs> tell a friend. <laughs> Wow, great segment. Go up to your friend, not in real life. Yep. Don't do that. And if it is in real life, make sure you're a safe distance away. Yep. But go up to your friend and be like, hey, I won't show you on my phone. You can look it up on your phone. But, yep. oldie buddy goodie, check it out. Yeah. It's a show, you might like it. You should do that with your friends. Um, yep. And then like our Facebook page if you want. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's there. Yes, check us emails. Look us on the Instas. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm on Instagram. Over the last week, I posted the same picture every day for a week, and it was surprisingly uneventful. <laughs> so... Well, there were, might have been a few events. Yes, one was your edit, which was very good. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was like a 1am, 10-minute th- edit that went pretty well, actually. I was pretty happy with it. Like, waking up the next day, I looked at it, and I was like, wow, 
That went surprisingly well. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good for a very late in the day edit. Uh, yeah. You can check that out if you want. And yeah, as you mentioned, emails. Let us know what you think of the show. If you've got questions, if you've got something that you want us to review on a bonus episode, because that's a potential that might happen if we're all stuck at home for the next month. Honestly, so much could change between us recording this and releasing it. So we'll see. Uh, but every link in the description. Zach, you're picking next week's episode. Mm. What do we got for choices? I'll start off with a depressing one. Oh, I love those. The Stone Boy is its title. Oh, is this a sequel to Romancing the Stone? Yes, it's about... Because it's, it's, it's about once, once you've romanced the stone, you start a relationship, you get married, you have a son. It's yep, a, the Stone, stone Boy. boy. Uh, no, it's about a family who are um, coping with the tragedy of their youngest son killing their older son during a hunting accident. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> Sounds depressing. Not good. Yep. No, that is very depressing. (laughs) Sounds like it'd make a ha-ha episode. Anyway, the next two films are definitely ha-ha episodes. One (laughs) called... One's called Up the Creek. Oh, a favourite place to be. It's about uh, a couple students who, (laughs) in order to graduate from their college... Uh, they have to enter a raft race because the dean of their college is blackmailing them. <laughs> oh wow! To, to a raft race. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sounds pretty funny. Then you've also got yeah. where the boys are eighty four. Ooh, where the boys Ooh. are eighty four. It's a remake of where the boys are from the sixties, and it's about a bunch of friends who go on spring break, and I guess they're all horny. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm definitely going with Up the Creek. Ah, uh, yeah, and you've got one other choice. Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. There's a, there's more choices. Okay, all right. Sorry. There's more Before choices. I choose. And Up the Creek sounds fun, but, mm. Zach, I know you, and this oh, might no. be it. It's called Moscow on the Hudson. Ooh. It's about a Soviet circus performer <laughs> who comes over to work in America. Okay. And he's played by your boy, Robin Williams. Oh, Robbie Williams. Yeah, no, changing the plans. Change of course, boys. We're going up that creek, up <laughs> Robbie Williams's creek. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hell yeah. The Hudson. Let's yeah. do a Robin Williams film. Up the creek sounds very funny, though. <laughs> it does It does sound funny, but I, w- I would love to do a Robin Williams we haven't done one of his films yet sounds good alright next week Moscow on the Hudson Zach let's wrap it up with the best quote from Romance in the Stone oh I've got my one it's it's obviously uh, look at those snappers mmm <laughs> those good, good old snappy boys that is a good one uh, look at those snappers my favourite is um, that there was Grogan he was the man who killed my father murdered my sister Burnt my ranch, shot my dog, and worst of all, stole my Bible. <laughs> how could he? Honestly, how could he, though? That yeah. gets a one out of five. Yeah, yeah. Grogan, you're a one out of five. Also, who names their kid Rogan? <laughs> yeah, someone who's expecting them to grow up to steal Bibles. I That's mean, it. Grogan is the number one name you think of when someone steals a Bible. Yeah, they think, did Grogan do it? Oh, damn it and then Grogan. they're like, who's Grogan? Who names their child Grogan? <laughs> anyway. All right, Bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.